0: Welcome to today's podcast, A Bright New Star. We have with us Marie and Charity, and we are talking about the principle of friendship. And I wanted to start with the story of George Washington and the Marquis de Lafayette. He was a young French nobleman, Lafayette was, and he came to America. He outfitted his own ship, brought his own little army of men to come and help it fight the American cause. He came to know George Washington very well, and the two of them gained a friendship that lasted all of Washington's life and a good part of Lafayette's. And one time he was fighting in one of the battles and had been wounded, but he was fighting so intensely, he didn't even realize the wounds until his boot filled up with blood. And in this seriously wounded position, He was brought to the hospital. He was told, George Washington said to those who were helping him, treat him as if he were my son, for I love him as if he were. And I love that because we've learned over the years is that friendship goes over all ages. Your dearest friend could be your baby sister, or it could be your 90-year-old grandmother. There are neighbors who are way different in age friendship encompasses all periods of time that's the beauty of it and that's one of the beautiful principles is that we can learn from everyone from any age and i think that might be why we have everyone from a baby up to your 110 year olds who are still those very few in the world still running marathons Because we're here to teach each other. We're here to love each other. We're here to support each other. Just like Washington and Lafayette did, even though there was probably about a 30-year age difference. And the sweet thing is that over time, the two of them kept in contact. And once Washington actually wrote Lafayette a letter, he said, The sentiments of affection and attachment, which breathed so conspicuously in all of your letters to me, are at once pleasing and honorable and afford me abundant cause to rejoice at the happiness of my acquaintance with you. Oh, I love that. Isn't that sweet? We get to help build each other through our friendships. I have thought of many times that it is my friends sustaining support who lift and who laugh with me who prayed for me or who I pray for. You know yesterday I had a friend reach out and say, she reached out to a group of ladies and just said, I feel so much darkness today. Could you ladies pray for me? And at the end of the day, everyone had responded to her in such love. And she said, I finally felt the darkness lift. And I think that's so important that with friendships and part of true friendships is being a light and being able to help lift. Definitely. I
1: love Cicero. He wrote an essay on friendship and a quote that I love from it. He said, I urge you to regard friendship as the greatest thing in the world, for there is nothing which so fits in with our nature or is so exactly what we want in prosperity or adversity.
0: Mm, In prosperity or adversity. What we need in both of those situations is a friend. We do. And we don't always have to be strong with a friend. That's what's
1: nice. They get to see the real us. Right. And it's for the good times and the bad times. And, and I love he goes on in his essay to talk about that real friendship can only exist between good people. Mm. That was really interesting. And then he goes on to explain what he means by being a good person. And he says, those whose actions and lives leave no question as to their honor, purity, equity, and liberality, who are free from greed, lust, and violence, and who have the courage
0: of their convictions. I love that last part again, the courage of their convictions. So when we're truly ourselves, we can be a better friend. Right. Well, and Aristotle talks
1: about like three different levels of friendship, but Cicero would not consider level one and level two friends. Yes. Because Aristotle says, okay, well, there's the friends of utility. We're friends because you have something I need. I have something you need. And as long as those needs are being met, we're friends. And then there's the friends that are friends of pleasure. As long as we're having fun together, we're, we're friends. And then his highest level is this level of friendship of the mind. But to me, Cicero is saying those other two are really friends. You have to have the courage of your convictions. As it's not about greed and it's not about what it's in it for me. Friendship is about love and sharing and being good for each other and to each other. And just being
0: good yourself. And that's what makes it so, funny enough, the word comes delicious. It's a delicious, beautiful friendship. Because not only do you have the courage of your convictions, but you give the other person the opportunity to have that as well.
1: Right. You're able to talk about things. It doesn't mean you're always the same. He goes on to say that you're in complete accord in all subjects. And I thought, does that mean you agree on all subjects? And I looked at the word accord a chord means harmony. A chord, uh, <laughs> like, oh, hey, that makes sense. And so that's different notes, and so it's not unison. It doesn't mean you think the same, believe the same. It's that you're able to
0: sing together. Wow, I love what you said last week. When we're in harmony, we need to make sure that we keep on singing. With friendship, we need to make sure we keep
1: on connecting. Right, because if In a friendship, if I don't keep singing because I think that will wreck our friendship, then we can't be in harmony or in accord. because then somebody's just singing a solo and the solo isn't friendship.
0: And it's lonely. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so let's add to that. Does everyone just need to have one super close friend? I think that
1: totally depends on your personality. Uh Uh-huh. I think that there's a lot of different type of friends in the world and to being open to having all sorts of different friends for different seasons and times. And I've had a variety of friends. One of my dear friends, when I lived up north, was a woman who was probably 40, maybe 50 years older than me. And we became really good friends. Our lives were not similar in any way, but... We got together and chatted once a month, and so we became really good friends, and she had so much to teach me. I would have missed out if I hadn't had the opportunity to just meet with her once a month And just talk about her life and her experiences. And she sang her song, and I sang my song, and it was beautiful music. I bet, I really
0: bet. I love that. I was thinking last summer, there was a group of friends who would get together often. And one of the times that I was praying, what the Lord told me was, These are safe friends right now. And He's told me this at other times when I've asked, Who can I trust? He'll just say, this person is safe right now. And it's taught me that we all have our agency or our free will. And so sometimes friendships can change because of circumstances or situations, but also sometimes because a person changes. And that's why it's always nice to go to the Lord and say, who is safe right now as a friend? And then we can open our hearts a little bit more. That has been really helpful to me. Thinking on that, thinking also, I have a neighbor who recently shared that when she lived in Hawaii, she had a group of 25 women who would get together and do things all of the time. They would go hopping islands or go to Target. That was one of other big things. Right? <laughs> and they had these fun little memories where they would intermix between different people. And I thought, how fun is that? That sometimes you can just have a couple, one or a few very good friends. And sometimes you can have a big group and just get a love on everybody in the way that you're able to, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, we've talked about Jonathan and David before in the Bible and the love and friendship they had. We've talked about Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and the love and friendship that they regained. Right. And I guess maybe that's part of the process is that as we look at our friendships and at our friends, we could realize that when they are growing or when we're growing, there might be a period that seems like a separation For the growth, and then at times we get to come back together and learn together again. Yeah, and it can be a really, really sweet thing. And sometimes it's okay to just be like, "Oh my goodness, that was a precious friendship. I'm so grateful for." And we've each moved on in life, right? And to just treasure
1: what was, rather than to regret that it's not exactly the same as it was before, and know that there's always going to be something new, always going to be another opportunity, and we're given those friendships to treasure. Exactly. They're meant to be sweet. What are ways that we can be good friends? Well, I think one of the things we have to remember is not to think of anything as a transaction or keeping tabs on, oh, well, they've called three times and I've called two times or or I've given this much and they haven't given. I watched people do that in friendships and it makes it rocky. It does. It's kind of a junior high yeah. mentality is how I thought of it. <laughs> right. Well, and I guess that would be Aristotle's, you know, friendship of utility and pleasure. As long as you're meeting my need, what I think you should be doing will be friends. Right. Which isn't that accord. Exactly. And it's not fulfilling because you can't open your whole heart. Right. And I think with friendship, we have to think about each other. Yeah. How to be a friend. You you honestly think about them and you do call and you do reach out. And you think about what feeling you're creating by what you're doing and how you're doing it.
0: Well, I love how in your daily agendas you have, how do you put it? Oh, connections. Yes.
1: Yes. And it makes a difference. It helps me be a better friend to think about my friends. And if a thought occurs to me that I should text someone or write a note or make a phone call to write it down. And you have to be intentional to stay connected with people. That is so true. Connections don't happen. I mean, you think of an actual, like, a telephone connection. In the old days, the lady had to put the plug into the circuit board. You know, they call her and she say, okay. And she puts the plug in the right hole and then she connects you to that house. Yep. It was a very physical thing. And I think so many things are so automatic and unseen in our world. We don't think about how intentional we have to be to
0: make connections. So true. So the higher level would be to intentionally create connections. And then even stepping it up a tiny bit more, it's praying for each other, right? Absolutely. It's adding in that light and allowing a person to be where they are In that moment of time. Right. That's really cool. I'm thinking more on... It's funny. It's those old stories that come back. It's Anne and Diana in Anne of Green Gables. Right? Right. It's Joe and Laurie in Little Women. I guess one piece is... Did they get frustrated with each other at times? Yep. Absolutely. Ready? But did they allow each other to grow? And they made mistakes together and alone. Right? And... They enjoyed each other. And I think that's a huge component of friendship. Something that I love about Marie's friendship is that when we get together, all of this synergy happens. And as we talk, it's like things build up on top of each other, on top of each other. It's like we're building this beautiful mountain that's green and full of flowers and just building, building, building up to the heavens of beauty, of creation. I love that. Well,
1: and I love when we get together, I feel like I'm always learning something. You always have something to teach me as I watch you. Like, oh, that's a better way to do things. Oh, so, well, I love how you interact with people and especially with youth. I learned so much from you about how to be a mentor to youth. And I think that's an element of friendship is that when you're with them, you're always learning and you're not intimidated by it. You're
0: inspired by it. And I love, love that. Oh, thank you. And I think the thought is we can build each other we can let each other know in friendship. It doesn't have to be competition. It can, I mean, it's okay to do friendly competition sometimes, especially in games, right? Right. But to be able to recognize the strengths and the weaknesses in each other and help build them. Right. I was reading something about Henry David
1: Thoreau and Ralph Waldo Emerson, who were friends. They didn't get together often, but when they did, the first question was, Tell me what you've been learning.
0: Yes, I love that question. It's one of my favorite questions in the world.
1: <laughs> and, and that could be something, well, that hasn't gone well or something that is going really great. And we share those things. If that's what friends do, they share things that help each other grow and learn and connect and just have more joy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes we have old soul friendships, right? Friendships that seem like they are way longer than this life earth life that we've been on we're gonna eat absolutely and those are are even sweeter because have you guys ever had a friend where when you meet them you're like whoa i feel like i've known you for an eternity and let's just pick up wherever we are <laughs> right uh, i know you'll understand me and you'll love me and that's another sweetness about friendship is that there are those friendships out there for everyone
1: mm-hmm.
0: even if they haven't all been found yet There are friendships of good people who want good for you and want good for your family. A couple of warnings though with the principle of friendship is it is okay to keep boundaries. And anytime you don't feel safe, it is absolutely okay to go to the god of heaven and say father is this a safe friendship right now and do i need to put some boundaries in place do i need to have a conversation because it is important to know the difference between someone who wants to use you and someone who wants to love you and i think that in today's society that's especially important for youth to know yeah well
1: and i think that goes back to that lower level of friendship friendships of utility they're here to get something from you not to give something to you or if they're giving something they're expecting something in return in return very specific that gets really complicated and especially for youth what should I be giving what it does it mean to love then that could be a whole nother podcast of what does it mean to love and to give love but those are tricky questions and we have to I love how you said we have to involve God in helping us discern those things. Is this something I should be giving or is this person manipulating me, using me? And they may not even know it. A lot of times they don't have a clue. And so that's why it's important to learn how to set those boundaries and be able to say, no, this is where we are and where I want to be. And maybe we need a little break or a little more space in this friendship.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think about how it does take time as well to build friendships. I know my 16-year-old son has worked for a year trying to connect a bunch of guys. He just wanted to build up friendships with guys after we moved. He didn't have a problem with friendships with girls. And so he tried to set up times that they would go hiking or bowling or to the movies. Or he, I mean, he tried and tried so many different things. And after months, there were a group of them that all had... An evening where they could get together and they went bowling and they had a blast. I give kudos to my son that he kept trying. He got frustrated so many times like, wait, do people even care? But that's why we have to remember is that when we're in our own lives, we're so focused on what we're doing that we have the opportunity to look outside sometimes and say, okay, I'm now in a place where I can go and really put that time into friendship." And that's what happened, right? Well, and as he
1: sets that example, others will start to think, "Oh, maybe I should do that too." Maybe that hadn't crossed their mind. Oh, if we want to be friends, we ought to get together, and we should do things that's not natural for everyone. Some people they are just natural planners and create the party. The party is always there and with them, and others they need us to keep setting the example of how to do that. Exactly. And I've appreciated those who've set the example for me, because that's something that's been harder for me. I am somewhat of a hermit. I probably would just stay home all the time. (laughs) If you've seen my house, it's full of books. Me and my friends, it's a party all the time. (laughs) Me and my books. But I always love when I go out. I'm like, why don't I do this more? And I'm starting to pay more attention, like, oh, people plan and they are intentional to make these connections. They make a phone call and they make a connection. And I am learning so much about my responsibilities as a friend that I want to get. I don't feel obligated to give. The more I become friends with people, the more I want to do that.
0: Yes. And it fills us with life and light. Mm-hmm. And you're totally right. The fun thing about my son's story is the next week, His buddy called and was like, hey, let's go to the movies. And so it's starting to snowball into these fun activities that these young men get to do, that they're enjoying. Right. And I love his patience in it so much. Like, you said a year.
1: Uh Uh-huh. That's a long time, especially for a young person. (laughs) It
0: is. And he felt every day of it. (laughs) Every day was a year.
1: (laughs) But once the ball starts rolling, that year was worth it. Yes, exactly. I found that with some friendships that I tried and I tried and I tried to make presidents awkward and weird at first. But as you keep extending yourself, you find people that you wouldn't have found otherwise. And it's beautiful. I'm so grateful for the ones that I kept trying to be friends with. It was so worth sometimes years waiting before the connections happened. Right. Yes. There's one instant connection in this world. Do you remember dial-up days? Right. (laughs) (laughs) We felt like that was so long. And now this little wheel turns like, what's wrong with the connection? And you're like, do you remember when my kids were little, I would click on something and go wash the dishes And then come back to see if the website had popped up, because it would take that long for the certain websites to load. Yes. And then I'd click on an image, and I'd go put the kids to bed, and then I'd see if that image had popped up. I mean, but it was worth waiting for, because I wanted the information that was available. I could access things that I was not able, as a young mom, to access otherwise. It was worth waiting for the connection. And we need to slow down enough to wait for those connections.
0: And to be willing to, with slowing down, not only have the connections, but be able to go deep, especially into the heart, so that when someone is going through the heart, we can love them through it. Right? That is so true. I love taking the time. Want well, to know them well enough to know this
1: one wants a hug. This one does not <laughs> want a hug. I, I have a friend who I've come to realize really doesn't like hugs. So I tell her, I'm like, If you were a hugging person, I'd hug you right now. And I can see that to her now. It's like, I'm giving you a hug, but it's not a physical one. Right? And she appreciates those hugs more than me forcing my hug on her. So that's something else we can learn with friends is what what really works for them.
0: Yeah, what connects? That's a great point. I know this summer we're doing a long game day once a week for my 13-year-old. And it's just having the hours. Long game means three, at least three hours. And it's kind of fun to watch these boys all the same age playing Axes and Allies or Imperial Assault or Lord of the Ring games. These games that build and that have many missions and many phases. And each of those boys I've watched, they crack me up because their conversation isn't always... Mm, deep. But boy, as they get into that game, they are all in and they're talking and they're strategizing. And then if food comes over, they like inhale it really fast and then they're back to it. And it just (laughs) makes me so happy because I watch a different way of connecting. Right. And a different form of friendship that the boys at this young age are thoroughly enjoying. Young youth age. Right. Well,
1: and understanding those things, I, I can't remember exactly the quote I heard Mr. Rogers say once, he said that the greatest gift we can give people is space. There's some friends who need you just to listen. And sometimes they just want you to listen to nothing. Their silence. I have one friend that sometimes I just sit with this friend. And they want to talk, but they can't form the words. But they need me to be there. Wow. That's beautiful. And there's a beautiful children's story called The Rabbit Listened. It's one of my very, very favorites. It's about a child who's gone through something traumatic. The blocks fell down and these different characters come and one of them wants to talk all about it and one of them wants to rebuild and one of them wants, they eat all what what the child needs and the rabbit just comes and sits next to the child and just hangs out there and listens. And eventually the child talks about all these, goes through all those emotions that the others wanted them to go through, but whatever the child needed was just that the rabbit was there and
0: sometimes friendship is just being there so very true to sit there with a person and again that takes time Mm -hmm. but it's so valuable
1: yeah and it's not looking at the watch and like so why am I here or and initially with that this person I would what is going on are we gonna talk about something what do you need what can I do for you and I was impatient initially. But as time went on, I realized, no, they just need me to be here.
0: Mm. Such wisdom. Because then we're not putting our assumptions onto another person. Mm-hmm. truly the loving them. That's beautiful. So how are you being a good friend today? Where do your friendships reside? Are they true? Are they safe? And are you able to be who you truly are in your friendships to bring happiness and joy?